host, and we have Kendra Black back on. On we've talked to you about the album The Fire back in 2019. We talked to you prior to that about your project with uh, Snoop Dogg. So we're glad to have you on again. Yeah, same. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, we're in a different time <laughs> for musicians, um, but but we're 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 pushing through. We've been doing a lot of interviews, so we're glad to have you back on the show. So, um, being in New York City, um, yeah, you're kind of like in, in a more stressful area. I mean, I live in New Hampshire. I think I've seen you, you know, vacationing here before, so you kind of have an idea. Yeah. <laughs> or, well, I'm a, I'm a little bit more, you know, our, my family's in pretty good shape. But mm-hmm. in New York, how, how are you guys doing? Well, New York is, uh, you know, it's a little bit chaotic right now, but at the same time, it's also much um, emptier and much more peaceful. So that's another side to it all, honestly. And it's kind of nice. So obviously, you know, I've been going out, but always um, wearing a face covering and everything. And if you avoid people and you just kind of, you know, stay safe, then um, you can actually get a lot of peace from this phase, from this stressful phase. Yeah, I feel like I've heard Boston, like Boston's the biggest city next to us. And it's the same kind of scenario. It's become, you know, yeah. like in the financial district, it's kind of a ghost town compared to what it used to be. Um, but um, I'm going to get into what you've been doing since the last time we talked. You actually are have your own record label. Yes, Emerald Sounds. And and your first release, is this your first release, the new song? Hustler, is that the first release on your new label, or have you done something prior to that? Yes, this is the first one. So, so maybe before we get into the song, which comes out tomorrow, right? Yep. Um, maybe you can talk to the fans uh, about how you came about Emerald Sounds. Why did you pick that name, and what's it all about, and what you're going to be doing in the future? Yes. So Emerald Sounds, um, you know, I created it because I wanted to uh, create a platform for artists and help them almost as if it were like a like a like a virtual manager, you know. And uh, what I do with the with the I have the record label, and um, I also work on artist development services, and um, I also um, act as a mediator. So basically. Uh, I call it, you know, the three wish system. <laughs> if an artist comes to me and uh, they tell me three things that they wish to do, whether it's a collaboration or a place to perform at um, or getting in touch with a, with a radio station or a producer to work on their stuff, uh, that's what the company does. They will mediate for them and um, basically present them in a professional way to the outlet that they're trying to reach and uh, make it happen or make, you know, or get the closest thing for them. For example, if someone says, I want to do a feature with Drake, I might just find them someone, you know, big enough, but not Drake as of right now, but hopefully in the future that'll expand and um as far as the record label goes um i was just like you know what i'm just gonna do it all so basically i created the record label um which is emerald sounds and um the song is also being distributed through sony orchard thanks to a very dear friend of mine and um yeah so emerald sounds um the name of it is because um i was um i was looking for a name that would um kind of like mirror what I'm trying to like portray with like the branding of it and just like the, 
the um, like the weight, the leverage I want to give to the company. So emeralds are one of my favorite um, stone, and um, you know I just love you know I just love diamonds and all that. So I felt yeah. like it would add a, a precious vibe to the company and a cool color because the color scheme is black and gold, but also green and gold, which are colors that I love. That, that's interesting because a lot of artists are going indie, but you know as as an indie artist myself. I did like, um, you know, I actually looked into, you know, becoming more in control. So now I've actually, you know, worked out something with SoundCloud. So now I'm actually running my own expansive sound label through SoundCloud. Nice. So, so, you know, it's just a lot of artists today want to have more control over what they're doing or be able to, to be able to work with people and, uh, you know, make sure that there's splits and their royalties and they can get, you know, booked and they can actually, you know, get the, get the artist support. Because I think with a lot of artists go indie, they kind of lose that label support. Yeah. They, you know, and, and being able to have the A&R or the, somebody that can open the door for you. And, you know, it's, it's hard to be an artist and work on your art and also be a manager or a business manager. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, so I think that's cool. I think that you're going to provide people with that kind of service. That's good. Yeah, because me being independent, um, I always like felt like, you know, it was um, something that was holding me back. But then I made it so far as an independent artist that I was just like, wait a minute. At this point of my career, for example, I'm obviously not where I want to be. I want to be even higher because I'm just like that. <laughs> but um, I yeah. was like, you know, I came so far. And at this point, it wouldn't even make sense for me to have a manager because of everything that I, um, you know, that I'm surrounding myself with and my team and the people I'm working with. I started working with this organization called the Movers as well. Um, and they are super helpful and a super good community to be in. So long story short, when I created the company, um, I wanted to help independent artists um, achieve um a status where their bookings are no longer a problem and just like all these services are no longer something unattainable for them even if they don't have a record label or a manager because the company basically you know I want to be selective with who I work with but at the same time I want to offer those opportunities to artists so that this disparity can end and hopefully they can see it as a trusted platform to turn to when they have any question, any service that they would like done, even you know, because this industry is also full of people that will try to screw you over, which oh, we've yeah. also talked about in the past. So at least like yeah. that, it's safe. You know, it's a company and they know what, what they're going to find. So prior to this whole Corona, um, you know, situation, um, the, I think the biggest thing I've talked to in the last, I've been doubling down on podcasts. I've been interviewing people from all over the world in the last three months. And the biggest, uh, you know, pain for a lot of artists is all the bookings they had were all canceled. Yes. <laughs> so, and so I see you're doing an online concert tomorrow. Yeah. The VB, VBT Live presents mm -hmm. Kendra Black Hustle single release and you're doing a DJ set and that's cool. Um, and that's where a lot of artists are doing. So are you uh, changing your business model because of what the bookings are now? So many venues are closed. So many festivals got postponed. Is, is is it actually does it make economic sense to do live shows on the net or, or are people going to have to wait to do go back on the road to really be able to, to be out there? So there's two aspects of it. If we're talking um, exposure aspect, then, you know, I definitely recommend going live. And also once all this is over, 
hopefully soon. Um, I'm, I'm going to continue doing um, all these live opportunities that I've been doing and live streams. But um, as far as economically goes, it's a little bit different because obviously it's, it's there. People, yeah. I, there's no ticket to, to watch it. Obviously, people can, um, in some cases, artists have been putting their Venmo and are saying, you know, donate if you like, if you like what you see. I haven't been doing that just because it just doesn't seem right to me. <laughs> but by yeah, all it's means, kinda hard. Yeah, it's, yeah hard. it's just a little weird. But by all means, I, I give all my, you know, I, I look up to all the artists that are doing that because some of them are also, you know, making money off it. And that's great. That's the whole point. Like, you know, I do believe that for every live performance, there should be compensation. So it's hard, you know, it's. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are some companies that have actually set up through Facebook the ability to set up paid tickets. Mm. And I looked into it that you can actually set up like ticket system. Yeah. But you, you, you got to get to a point where somebody feels like, well, I could watch a couple of your Twitch um, show and I didn't have to pay for it. I could go back onto your YouTube and say, why am I going to pay for it? Yeah. So um, it's kind of a proposition of trying to get, you know, would somebody be willing to pay for it? There's a certain timing involved. And if you're, you've got a single that's really kicking, maybe you could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it's interesting because like even SoundCloud and Spotify have decided to link donate buttons and people can put their cash app or their PayPal me yeah. on it. And I've seen a lot of artists doing that that kind of need the help. But, um, yeah, it's kind of wherever you are. There's a lot of artists, they, they, they make their money from shows. You know, I've talked to tons of bands, like, you know, bands that are like, you know, rock bands. And the way they make their money is they, they go in a van and they tour the U.S. or they tour Europe and they, 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 they do the work. They, yeah. they're, they're working bands and they're kind of trying to figure out, well, how do they navigate this time? Um, but you know, you do, you do what you can, you do sync licensing, you do merchandising, you do influence marketing. I've seen you've done that before and you probably, are you still doing a lot of influence like, uh, marketing, working with brands? Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. And, um, also what I'm starting to, uh, do on my website is, uh, on the company website, especially is I'm starting to, um, like, um, distribute other brands as well under, my uh, my brand, which is basically under Emerald, um, because my clothing line. I think I was telling you on the last. Yeah. Of, yes. So I wanted. Yeah, you talked about that last time. You said you had a clothing line. How how well did you do with that? You're still doing good with that. Oh, okay. So I guess I we haven't talked about this. Okay. So basically, uh, my clothing line is no longer just the Kendra Black Sportswear. It's a, it's a, it's just a, a clothing line that is just um, basically more general. And then my Kendra Black line is in there, but I created a whole other portal for the clothing line to just make it its own thing. Own, own thing. Okay, yeah. so you, you, did, you did really well with it then? You were able to diversify it? Yes, um, and I'm, I'm um, um, distributing um, other brands as well and having more clothing added to it. It's just hard right now because of everything that's going on, but... Um, oh, yeah. It's growing yeah. just like everything else. That's cool. So and now I'm going to get to your new single. Okay, last time we talked, we talked about your album, The Fire, uh, and how you had this kind of, you know, this this kind of co- convergence between, you know, pop and EDM. It was a pop EDM or EDM pop album. Mm-hmm. And um, so now you have a new single and you have a feature from Spice One. So maybe talk about how you did this, you know, when did you record it and um, maybe talk about 
Spice One's role in it and your your feelings about like the song because I've heard snippets of it, but it comes out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the track is very it's very cool because the instrumental has um, so many so many layers to it, um, and um, it's uh, it's it's basically a mix between electronic music, rap, um, hip hop. It's really cool, and uh, Spice just, you know, killed it. Like, his, his verse, I love it. I just really love it. And basically, the way that happened is, uh, similarly to, um, to the song with Snoop, um, we, uh, you know, my team and I finalized the song with just me on it, and then I decided I wanted a rapper on it, and uh, just through, you know, through the people I work with, regiment artists, and um, all these, you know, partners I surround myself with, we um we basically found Spice One, um, who was also a good friend of Snoop Dogg, and it all came together. Oh, cool! So, did you through the relationship with Snoop Dogg, you're able to find Spice One. Is he from like California, or is he from? No, New no, York? from New York. So it wasn't directly from Snoop Dogg, but because he was um, linked to him, it was so much easier. <laughs> all right, cool. So you were able to use that that relationship that 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 partnership he had before yeah like I have I have uh, I'm lucky enough to be surrounded from um uh by a lot of uh a lot of uh people that have um very different roles in the music industry that bring different um how can I say it um that bring different things to 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 my team and like what I do so it's awesome because many times then things will just come together naturally and um you know we're, we'll all like find um the best um the best thing for like the next release or a feature or anything like that so it's interesting like you still are bringing the edm sound from the fire i guess you, you're continuing to like evolve you know keep on going in that direction yeah with, with but mixing it going back to what you did with like uh you know on your dangerous you know when you did the, the, the song for snoop dogg rude um so you're kind of doing like an evolution of, of all the things you've done and kind of, is that what you're doing? Is it taking what you've done before and kind of building on it? Oh, yes and no, because uh, a lot of things changed about how I perform and about my music. For example, I now perform on the DJ set and I sing while I DJ. So that's different. Um, and also my, my sound of like my next releases that are come that are going to come after this one, um, after Hasla are going to be um, strictly electronic. So I'm trying to do a little bit of both. Um, hip-hop sound is something I love and that I'll never lose, but um, the, uh, and the pop sound as well. But electronic music is, uh, is most definitely where I'm, where I'm heading to as of right now. Wow, so you really, you really doubled down. So you actually, when did you start um, getting into CDJs and what kind of rig do you have? When did you start you know, refining that and becoming like a, that, that type of performer too? Well, let's see. Um, I've been DJing since like, I want to say October, not very long, but um, I picked it up so fast. Um, I currently DJ on a tractor set and um, yeah, I mean, I'm, luck, luckily it's something that I can do from home. So I can do live streams with it and everything. And uh, yeah, it just really came naturally. Um, I, I picked it up really fast. If you want to watch any of my past DJ performances, there's some live streams on my page, Kendra Black. 
And also last night, for example, I did a cool set at an open mic where um, I was following the same um, the same um, setup, DJ set with vocals, and it was great. And uh, yeah, people can find all that on my page, and there is more coming as well. So when you do your DJ set, do you primarily kind of remix your own music or kind of merge it with other um, genres and other? Oh music? no, yeah, I'm. I include both my original songs and covers that I like in the music that I mix with um and also in the music that i sing while i'm mixing so for example i'll have um so last night at the open mic i opened with uh, my song hustla to kind of introduce it and then i mixed it with another song by uh i think it was by sx um and um and and then i just kept going from there and then at one point i mixed in another song and then i started singing on it on the instrumental of it so i i like to you know combine everything I think that's a really interesting thing. I've seen a lot of new DJs um, do this kind of hybrid thing where they're not just the DJ, you know, they're, they're a yeah. musician. So you see, you have a DJ that's like a Basically, drum, yeah. I've you know, seen that before. Yeah, DJs like, that start drumming you know, on the, like, yeah. Yeah, have some Roland electronic drums yeah. around them and then drum with the, the CDJ and then, and then sing with it or use a vocoder or have like, you know, a trumpet player or a saxophone player. I've seen this new hybrid for performance purposes, it's kind of cool to have somebody that's a singer or somebody that's like another type of musician and not just a straight like EDM set, but also either the elements of, of, yes. of a singer or, or, or of a band. I think that's, I see more and more, I was talking to a band mm-hmm. in Berlin and there was a lot of that oh, going yeah? on in Berlin and the Netherlands and Norway. Um, there's a lot of new hybrid you know, setups that are mixing between EDM and rock, EDM and hip hop, EDM and punk. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like wide open. So it's interesting that you've, you've kind of go in that direction where you're, you're, you're bringing your vocals and then taking the, the DJ art to it, which is very Yeah. And also it's, uh, I have to say, it's not that easy to, um, to, you know, be mixing with some tracks and then out of the blue start singing over one of them while the other one is still being mixed into it. You know, it's like, yeah, it's kind of like a guitar player that's a lead singer. You know, it's it's hard to do that. You know, because you're, you're usually vocalist. You know, you get the Robert Plants, you get the Whitney Houston's, Barakiras. I'm just going to be a vocalist. But if you if you if you're a musician, you know, adding the vocals and you're a bass player or a guitar player or you're a drummer, you know, you're looking like the Eagles, <laughs> Don Henley. You know, playing those drums and singing Hotel California. That is a very hard yeah, thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I would think being a, a DJ, that's that's a lot of things to kind of juggle and then still keep the vocal at the vocalist, you know, level um, and then still be you're getting into the point where I think that's very entertaining. I find that very yeah. intriguing because I've always been um, a kind of person that likes to see a band mm-hmm. play. And when you bring that element of being a DJ as a musician and then you're singing, that, that kind of really makes it more yeah. appealing, you know, yeah. to, to see that kind Definitely. of show. Definitely. And it's a lot of fun, too. Yeah, it's interesting that you're going that direction. That's Thank cool. You. Um, if I, yeah, I'm gonna. I actually accepted your invitation. I'm gonna be watching your awesome. set tomorrow. Yes, definitely. <laughs> let me know what you think. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm, I've been taking my. I do Twitch and I do Facebook Live. I've been doing it for years, but um, yeah, more and more people are doing it, and it's kind of like the way way we're living today. But um, it's just awesome to see what musicians are yeah. coming up with. Uh, in this time, there's a lot of people trying to you know i talked to some person that was trying to double down 
um, becoming like a recording engineer so they could kind of produce yeah. their own stuff. I've, I've seen like guitar players, oh, I'm going to learn bass. And, you know, bass players learn piano and people want to play drums. They want, now I got that opportunity. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to learn the drum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so there's a lot of people doing like self-improvement or tighten up their craft. So in that way, I mean, you've been like taking this time to tighten up your craft. I had a lot of bands I've talked to because they can't go on the road. They're, they're doubling down on on writing songs. You know, they're writing lots of new yeah. material. So what, what, what's your approach? Are you doing that or finding other things to do? Uh, I'm just com- uh, focusing on performing and uh, just perfecting my, my sets, basically. So, and obviously my voice as well, so that um, when I get behind the, the DJ console and I start a set, whether it's a live stream or, or then in the future when this will be um, done and I can actually perform live again, it, it could be tight. You know, I can, you know, I can mix with, uh, because sometimes yeah. I'll be mixing with four tracks going on at the same time and I'm singing over one instrumental out of the four and the other ones are song that I'm mixing and uh, bringing in at different times so it's uh you know that itself yeah. like is something that you can just yeah that's the talent just spend hours well, so it's like, like I said, yeah that's like the don henley thing you know trying to be a drummer or trying to sing and play guitar or play keyboard it's mm-hmm. it's hard it's harder to, than just you know, it's hard enough to be a vocalist and i have a lot of respect and that's a musical instrument but once you add another instrument or production stuff that you're doing, like what the DJs do, um, you know, I've taken my hand at modular synthesis, which is some like what, like being a DJ, I've got uh-huh. all these modes and things and everything's a dot. Everything's a control. Yes. And also, mm-hmm. and then if you're, yeah, I mean, it's hard to do that and sing it. At the yeah. Same yeah. <laughs> but other things that I'm also doing are uh, I'm writing a book um, with a uh, writer, Thornton Klein, um, and uh, we just started it, so it's going to be a while before we can actually present it. Is it a, a, a fictional mm-hmm. novel or like more? Is it nonfiction? Uh, it's it's interesting. It's based on um, true facts, but it's uh, spiced up a little bit. <laughs> oh, so it's semi semi fictional. Yeah, like, like, although the direction so... might change, and it might become totally fictional, or it might become something very like real. So we'll see. And then aside from that, I'm also working on the soundtrack for um, a friend's um, uh, TV production is something that she wants to pitch to Netflix. She's back in Italy, but she was looking for um, an English um, soundtrack. So um, I am um, in the process of uh, making that happen. And then... Is that going to be just instrumental or your voice No, no, a song in English. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, oh, so the theme's going to be like the theme song yeah, for the, yeah, yeah, for the show? And um, aside from that, I'm also working with someone else from Italy as well, which um, same thing, a similar thing. He needed vocals for one of his um, productions. He makes beautiful, um, beautiful sounds um, of, um, it's like a very light, very zen um sound i'm trying to like compare it to someone i mean i guess the the closest thing i can think of right now is um the emancipator i don't know if you um know that artist um mm-hmm. and uh, that's what this italian producer's um music sounds like and he was looking for a very like airy oh, wow. vocals on it um so i'm working on that as well and i think that's it for the moment but um yeah i'm definitely working on many different things so you're busy. You're definitely busy. You're you're you've learned a new skill set as a DJ, 
you're doing soundtracks, you're doing, you know, uh, your, your influence marketing. Yeah. So you've got like a lot of things that people could learn from, you know, in, in this time you're, you're, yeah, you're thank busy. you. That's, that's, it's awesome. Cause you know, I, I've been, you know, doing this, this job as a, as a, as a podcaster, I'm a musician, mm-hmm. you know, myself, but, um, it, we've been able to grow in, you know, from the first time I was talking to you. Now we're at like 23,000 listeners That's awesome. worldwide. And we're part of Spotify. We're actually anchors part of Spotify now. And um, it's cool, you know, that we're actually, we get paid for our listens. So when people listen to our program, we actually get. You know, As revenue. it should be. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, we've been able to, you know, make, make our mark. And I'm, we're actually talking to booking agencies that want to, to book us for some uh, nice. internet stuff. And then some some real stuff in the future. So when you get into your DJing, are you thinking of going on the DJ like uh, you know uh, circuit internationally? Would you be interested in doing that international DJ yeah uh, performance no, type yeah, of uh, festival oriented like like EDM DJing sets that you, you go to Barcelona, mm-hmm. or you can go to you know Italy and London, and Germany. They're like they're everywhere. These big yeah so. Um, I love raves just, just to, you know, to go and attend. So, um, I, that's also part of why I got into DJing and I love it so much because I would love to perform at a rave, you know, I was like, wait a minute, if I love going to raves, maybe even a little more than I love going to concerts, then why not? Why don't I just do that? Um, so yeah, and actually, um, I do have, um, a show planned for I did have a show planned for um Italy this summer we'll see if I can go and actually do it and perform and DJ we'll see what the flight situation is yeah. and um yeah yeah they were really yeah. hit, hit pretty hard so I mean did you have any 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 you know friends I know you you've had a relationship and you work in Italy a lot they were hit pretty yeah, hard yeah and pandemic. my whole family is there as well that's where they uh that's where they are and um yeah so that, everyone's okay. okay but the situation is a bit crazy but luckily everyone i know everyone that you know um is either in my family or my friends they're all fine so that's yeah that's good, <laughs> good. i was thinking of you when i heard about it because it was pretty pretty bad what, yeah. what the news was reporting and in New York, you're you're like in two places in the world that are kind of known right now for being like in the center of this this whole crisis. But that's interesting that you were able to not get affected as heavy as some people did. Um, so going forward with the music industry, I've been asking people because of Corona, you know, are mm-hmm. they changing their strategies? But you you already have <laughs> a bunch of strategies that seem to make you a, a, a able to to work through this compared to some of the Dads I've talked to that were, you know, totally kind of dependent on, um, yeah, doing live shows. You know, a lot, a lot of musicians they're so dependent on that, and when this hit, they didn't really have a fallback. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting you were diversified enough to yeah, have Yeah, it's so other important to, to just you know go with the flow of what's going on around you, especially if you're an artist, like because you know when things happen in the world, like the coronavirus, they happen for everyone. Uh, just like, you know, everyone, you know, everyone lost shows. I was supposed to perform, uh, I was supposed to have my, my, my best, um, lineup of shows this summer, Miami Ultra Fest, South Padre Island mm-hmm. in Texas. Um, 
Oh, yeah, that's a pretty good, yeah, it's and a good one. And also Michigan, um, Italy, New York, of course, and just like, you know, so after all this was canceled, initially I was, I was mad, okay? And then I realized that I had to look at it a different way, and I was no longer mad because this was happening, this has happened for everyone, so let's just go, you know, let's just roll with the punches. Like, right now everyone is doing um, live streams, so... That means that I'm doing live streams as well. And so we're all doing the same thing. We're all in the same boat. So it's important to not uh, be too, um, to not be married to what you do in such a way where you can't evolve. That's something that I've seen in the music industry. And sometimes, you know, I felt that way. Like, no, I got to do this this way. And it's just like, no, not necessarily. If we listen as artists to what's going on around us, that's how we make moves. Because also as a time change, um also the music changes and as the music changes the time change so it's yeah just gotta go with the flow well i, I was reading that in this time um people I've, i read this article it said that a lot of music fans are actually tuning into yeah. bands they never heard before uh, and that's kind of positive if you're mm-hmm. in the indie kind of world um that, that that you're not in you know you haven't hit the super big time that's given a lot of opportunity for, for the bands that are kind of on the precipice yeah. that have been working to, you know, finally getting yeah. audiences um, to, to, to pay attention. I think that's an opportunity as an independent musician to, to look at and say, Hey, you know, I should, you know, I, maybe I shouldn't just stream Netflix all day. Maybe I should like hone my craft and start yeah. working on some new material. So I can get out there and still engage with my fans. You know, I've seen people do podcasts, where okay, well maybe I can't do my full show, but I'll do mm-hmm. something about cooking, or you know I'll exactly, do something yeah. about gardening. I'll just I'll just engage with my fans so they see <laughs> I'm a human being, and then that keeps them like they get engaged. They still look at your catalog. They they maybe find out about you because you're doing something else. And you know I've seen people it's like wow yeah that's a different strategy. You don't have to you know always just do one thing. You can show your fans like a multifaceted. Yeah, absolutely, self. I agree with that. Uh-huh. And it's so important because um, then it's, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it just becomes who you are and it's beautiful. You just um, add layers to, to who you are, to your artistry. So I'm, I'm glad that I was able to, to connect with you. We're going to push this out. I'm going to attend your, your live stream tomorrow. And, you know, the links for the, um, the pre-save and all those things we can actually have on this program. So we're going to put this awesome. out within the next hour. And we're on 11 platforms, uh, including Spotify, Apple, Radio Public, Overcast, Google Play, many, many more. So we're getting a bigger reach than we've ever had. And we're hoping everybody will listen and uh, tune in tomorrow to your Facebook. It's at, what is that? It, um, it starts at yes, 9? Yes, at 9 right? p.m. Um, Eastern Central Time. Eastern Central Time. And um, yes, it's, um, it's going to be cool. Yeah, we have, we're going to have the link. Yeah, we have the link and we have the pre-save to your new single. And we hope everybody goes back and listens to our previous episodes on on this uh, on our platform because you'll be able to find them because we've talked to you before. And these people should pick up the fire and awesome. pick up your new single as well. So we let everybody know that you're out there. And if people need to contact you, I mean, how are you? Are you just picking people for your label um, through your own means? Or do you, are you doing open calls? How, how do people? 
you, you don't want just people coming to your website and just well, doing unsolicited. Well, um, uh, so basically, how, how as for working? the company and the label, obviously, I want people to, to contact me. There's a contact section in the website, emeraldsounds.com, where they can put their information and anything um, that they would like to achieve, the, you know, the reason why they're reaching out and what their wishes are. Um, or they can contact me by email at info at emeraldsounds.com. And uh, yeah, and I'm setting up a portal on the website where people are going to be able to create their own profile and log in every time and have their, you know, have their stuff all in one place, um, as well as for the, the clothing line. They can now have their own profile and see their orders and everything. Everything is, um, you know, is under Emerald now and it, it's making it uh, a lot easier for uh, people to be a part of it, really. And I'm really excited. That's cool. It's good that you're getting all that, you know, organized and, like, single point. And obviously, if they want to know more about, like, my tours and my music and all that, it's still KendraBlackMusic.com. I will always be Kendra Black Music, but now (laughs) there's an addition of Emerald Sounds. (laughs) So we've got your uh, KendraBlackMusic.com, we've got your EmeraldSounds.com, and we've got your Facebook Live link. So everybody check out the links on this podcast, which will be out uh, within the next hour. And we wish you very good success. And, you know, we're going to watch you tomorrow. And uh, we'll hope to talk to you again when you have additional projects. Thank you. In uh, this year. Or next. We'll talk to you later. Thank you very much for being on the show. It's Kendra Black. Everybody go out and listen to her on all the platforms you can. Check out her website and check out emeraldsounds.com. Have a good night. Have a good night.